Today is day two of Transworld's Halloween and Attractions show in St. Louis. The show is always pure madness, and this year is no exception. To illustrate what the show is like, I'm going to play an episode we aired last year, which chronicles the Transworld experience via audio diary from four attendees. Of course, if you're at the show this year, you can visit us at booth 1903. Enjoy! Boarding passengers in group one and any active military through our silver priority line group one and active military. Ninth floor. Welcome to St. Louis. We talk a lot about the haunt community and how important it is. For many haunters, the largest community gathering is, of course, the Halloween Attractions show in St. Louis. But there's really no way to describe the show to you. Instead, we're taking you inside the perspective of three different attendees. From the Haunt Traction Network, I'm Philip, and this is our Transworld 2021 special. Three days in St. Louis, told via audio diary from three very different attendees. A first-timer, a first-time vendor, and of course, an industry veteran. Day one, arrival. I am at my hotel currently. It is Thursday morning. So this is going to be my first day at Transworld. I'm very excited. That's Max, our first time attendee. I'm staying at the Drury and people are hanging their banners off the balconies. Creepy Hollow Woods is here. Arx Mortis, Dark Side, and a Spooky Hollow is here. And everybody's just showing their haunt pride and everything. It's looking fantastic. It's a great, neat little spot. And I've met so many haunters already. And just, you walk up to them, start talking to them, and they tell me about their haunt and everything. It's been a great experience so far. So I'm going to see how the rest of the day goes. While the attendees are arriving at their hotels and getting ready to go to the show floor, the vendors are finishing their last touches on their setup. Here we are, day one, Transworld in St. Louis. That's Brian Foreman, our first-time vendor. We go straight to the convention, because so we're setting up Scare Badge booth. So what we do is we go over to the uh, Holiday Inn parking lot, and we go check in the front, go through the building, get our badges, go through the convention center, go check out our booth 1032, Scare Badges. We go out door number two, go to our truck, start unloading things. And it was 30 yards, 40 yards to the building, maybe. It wasn't too bad. We are pretty close to the door. Three or four loads. Got the booth set up. The show floor is the main event, and it can be a little intense. This needs your barcode, visible so I can scan it. Thank you all very much. I am on the show floor, so I've been in here about two hours now. And just wow. This is my first time at the show and you walk in and there's so many things that make you look up and the show floor is so large and there's there's just so many vendors. So I'm kind of in awe at the moment. I had a bunch of assignments from various clients to touch base with so-and-so or to go see such and such. And I've accomplished very few of them. And that's Scott, our last character, our industry veteran. What I've discovered is this year at the show, I think it's because we've all been sequestered for so long that everybody is making an effort and taking the time to make physical contact and to talk to people face-to-face in person. 
yes, through masks. But, but what's ended up happening is I have been stopped multiple times by people who either, like I said, have either worked with or have known personally for many years and have spent a lot of time catching up. Now, the show floor is very distracting, and you end up running into a lot of people basically constantly. The show's amazing. It really is. We had three times the amount of pre-orders that we usually have. Like, in 2018, we had 23 pre-orders. 2019, we had 24. This year, we have 65. Literally, people were buying it, and, and they want to come. They're, well, obviously, we know they're coming, so they're going to yeah. get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sold out of machines. I'm yeah, very much low on fluid and everything else. This show is amazing. You low on fluid? I can't imagine. I know, right? I'm not low on moonshine. Oh. Didn't know what to expect of the show, so when I had people walking up, uh, first day of the show telling me we have a list for you and I'm sending everybody here, I said thank you very much and thank you for shopping because they had a good year and they're reinvesting in their haunt, so I was very happy to hear that first thing off the bat. So, But yeah, it's that's basically been the answer right now. It's better than expected. When you don't know what to expect, I guess that's every day. I handed Pat cash at the end of the day and he goes, what's that? I said, sales? Oh, we can eat tonight. And then he went a separate way and I had to go get dinner for someone else. Can't believe I've never been here before. Just walking the trade show and seeing all of these really innovative things, all the very exciting vendors from masks and props to vortex tunnels, all the fog machines, the atmosphere in this place. I feel like I'm in a haunted house. It feels like October already. And just seeing all of our unique and interesting uh, people who make the scare industry what it is out here exhibiting new and exciting props is is really really cool especially after a year of having no halloween or or certainly a limited halloween it's been very great connecting with folks who we've worked with in the industry for years and never met face to face has been so much fun i mean especially in the time of of covid when it's all been zooms and emails having that human connection really bringing a face to the haunt industry has been awesome to say wow you were the person responsible for this product you're the person in charge of the company that helps make my business so successful so thank you for that between the shopping and the chatting time warps and suddenly it's the end of day one so we will see what happens as we move forward in the show i i start teaching a class tomorrow tomorrow morning and i'm hoping people show up because teaching a class to an empty room is, is really scary, especially a room that is set up to be socially distanced. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And maybe I can fill you in on more as the show continues tomorrow. We've arrived at day two. Conventions are not all show floors and ad hoc chats. Specialized education is a big draw for shows like this. Now let's catch up with Scott, who is preparing to teach his Christmas class. It's a little bit after 11 on Friday morning, and in about 10 minutes, I get to go in and set up for my class. This season, I'm teaching a, a class in the Christmas vein. I'm always concerned when I teach Christmas classes because, again, most people know me for Halloween, but when I'm teaching a Christmas class, I'm always hoping that I can get some sort of crossover or at least some folks who know me from Halloween who want to go ahead and expand their horizons. It's a great class. I'm really excited. I, I actually planned it for the 2020 trans world that never happened. And so it's been sitting, waiting dormant, and then I got to tweak it a little bit over the past year to include some other interesting case studies and other work that I started doing since I actually created it the first time. But I always have those butterflies. As many sessions, as many seminars as I've taught, I always get those butterflies of 
is everything going to work? You know, is all the tech going to work? Are there going to be people in the audience? And of course, they're all going to be spread out anyway. So it's going to make it seem even broader and wider than it normally is. So I'm just pacing in the lobby out in front of my classroom, waiting for the previous session to finish up so I can go in and get set up and make sure everything works. And then just keeping my fingers crossed that somebody will show up and hear what I have to say about Christmas. So anyway, just wanted to give you an update. That's where my my journal is at this moment, and we'll see where things go. Meanwhile, Max is also thinking about education, but from the student perspective. I was just in a in-depth actor training class with Alan Hops and Ben Armstrong teaching it. A lot of great pointers that they had there, talking about what their hiring process was, how they plan out the different props that they give their characters, different exercises that they can give. Uh, a vast majority of the people were clearly actor trainers in there. I am not one myself. I'm just an actor at my haunt, but I do want to have a role in the future where I get to have a hand in training the new actors or uh, getting people maybe better acclimated to their scenes. So I think there was a lot of great helpful pointers in that class. And a lot of people had a lot of great questions. You know, every haunt has something different, like some are purely volunteers, some haunt allow kids under the age of 18 to act, some don't hire 18 year olds at all. And there's all these different circumstances that come up. You know, it's all for the goal of training the actors to bring the show to life and to give the guests a great time. So now back to fish out the day on the floor. So it's about 6.30 p.m. and I've come back to the apartment after <clears throat> completing my seminar this morning and then spending the rest of the time out on the trade show floor talking with friends and meeting them. Come to find out. I had nothing to worry about in regards to my seminar this morning. I had a little over 40 people um, show up, so it was great. And, and they were very engaged, and it was a great group. So I guess I just need to stop worrying about who's going to show up for my classes. It was really cool. And there were some great questions, and there were some people who were able to answer the questions that came up that I couldn't ask, which is another really cool thing about this particular show, is that there's always somebody there who knows <clears throat> some element that somebody else doesn't know, and they're always willing to share it and make it work. Phew, my, my worries are over. That was a, a nice sort of easing into the rest of the day. And then throughout the rest of the day, on the trade show floor, I got the opportunity to touch base with a whole bunch of people and get to see them in person again and get to see what new products they had and get to hear what they're looking for, looking at, planning for as we come you know, into the, really the final stretches of the design phase of Halloween and Christmas. Day two was a success and I'm very happy. Walking back to the hotel, I did not make it through the entire show floor in day one. So day two, I tried to finish out the rest of the haunter portion. Didn't get into the escape room area too much. But it seems to me that a lot of haunters, I think, some of them who go about a strategy of they see what's available Thursday, go back, meet with their teams, and then go back and actually make the purchases on day two and day three. Elkins Engineering had a flaming organ, one that you could play an organ and it gave the organ sounds. And while it played, fire would shoot out of the pipes. And I do dabble in a little piano, so I got to go up there and play some uh, wedding march and a funeral theme. And it, it, I think it turned out pretty well. So I had a lot of fun today, day two. Looking forward to day three, 
My feet are hurting, but I'm having a blast. So this is day two, end of day two. The first day was like crazy and I can't remember what happened, <laughs> but we got to Transworld and we set up booth. I walked around the trade show floor once as a vendor. They're allowing us to see the show opens up at 10. We can get here at eight. We can walk the floor. Some things aren't on yet. So it's hard as a vendor to see the things that I need to see because I'm working the booth. I'm the main sales guy at our booth. So I'm not stepping out to do anything except after hours, for four hours. We've been taking a lot of interest in our badges. A lot of big haunts are interested in placing orders. No big orders have taken place yet. We've sold some cash and carry stuff. We've sold some smaller packages on badges. So we will see what tomorrow brings. Getting ready to take a nap. So I will check in later. Day three in closing. We've been to the show floor, we've gotten some education, and we've met lots of people. But there's also evening events, and that's a big part of the conventions as well. And this year, Scott hosted the Oscars, which is the annual award ceremony from the Haunted Trash Association. He was a little nervous about hosting a modified version of the awards, and we catch up for his final thoughts. It's always chaotic right before any live event, and I was thrilled as to how well it all came together. It just shows that haunters are, are really ready to adapt as quickly as possible and make what needs to happen. Thanks to the, the folks at HAA for, for letting me do it. I look forward to doing it again in the future, uh, fingers crossed. The uh, awards presentation itself was well attended. The recipients were all well deserved. And one of the most memorable parts of the evening was the in memoriam. Unfortunately, over the last two years, we have lost some haunt greats. And so that was a little rough to sit through, but I think it reminded us all how important we all are to each other and how much the haunt community is really all about friends and family. This is Scott Swenson from Scott Swenson Creative Development. And here's to, to future shows and getting everything back to normal. One thing I'm noticing with this show is that you start at one end and you work your way a little bit, and then by the time you get a few hours in, it's already been a couple hours that you've been there. I think you have to spend one day trying to see everything, then maybe another day getting a more of an in-depth look as things that caught your eye. I guess I wasn't expecting this, but there's a lot more cash and carry than I originally thought there would be. When you walk through these booths, tags on so many things that say sold. I guess a lot of people came with trailers, trucks and trailers and the such, um, ready to carry a bunch of stuff home. I just went and spoke with Frankenfab, and he's, he makes these big barrels with like zombies and these really loud, really loud machines, that these big uh, barrel scares. And the, the guy sold everything on his floor. And I think he took some orders, but he cannot take any more orders for this year. And that seems to be the story with several vendors. So I think that there has been a very wonderful response in general. I just left the trade show floor and so I'm back in my car about to take off. So my very first trans world experience has come to an end. And 
to me, events like this one or any other convention is more about people that I do consider to be friends but live far away. For that, you know, I'm going to miss everybody. It was great a rooming <laughs> with a friend and a meeting people that I now consider to be friends. And, and it's almost like I've known them for years now, even though it was just a weekend. So I'm going to drive back home and maybe I'll have some more afterthoughts upon arriving home. But this is it for me now to sign off. Wow. The show was crazy. It's nuts. I'm kind of like the sales guy. Me and Daryl Plunkett, the sales guys behind Scarab Badges. My brother and his girlfriend, Sarah, they helped set up. They were filling badges, but I'm like the voice. So I had to be there most of the time. Did a lot of socializing afterwards, after the show, before the show. So just kind of like a big whirlwind this week. Great show, everybody. We had some returning customers. We had new customers. We got some haunted attractions interested in scare badges. We have actor managers that are bringing their owners over. Some owners bringing their actor managers over. So overall, I think we did a great show. We made some good sales. Definitely looking forward to next year's Trans World. It was great to meet up with old friends. Shout out to Scott Foreman and Sarah for helping out. But overall, it was a good show. I'm tired. I'm worn out. But I'm excited about the future of Scarab Badges. It's the day after I got back from Transworld, and today's the day where the memories of everything that I experienced the last couple of days has been getting processed in my head while also seeing everybody post about Transworld and their thoughts and everything. To me, who was experiencing Transworld for the first time ever, this year set the standard for what I'm going to see in the future if I ever go back again. But overall, I have never seen a show like this. It's really amazing to see that I think the haunters gave the vendors an amazing response, and which is a wonderful thing on account of everything that's happened over the last year. Like I said before, I'm going to miss everybody that I got to meet. Thank you to everybody who was so kind and gave me, gave me opportunities to talk with them. The memory of this will stay with me for probably forever. This is Maximus, first-time attendee, signing off. Today's show is produced by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. The audio diaries that made today's show possible were courtesy of Maximus Bryant, Brian Foreman, and of course, Scott Swenson. You also heard from Scott Tater Lind, Dalton Dale, and Doug Schaefer. This episode was made possible with support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights, and Gantam got its start by illuminating haunted attractions. Gantam is offering free demos and a chance to chat with their design team, all from the comfort of your own home. To sign up, go to gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. Until next time, Stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production. <laughs>